I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. This is Live Mike with Lee Lonsberry from Utah's Capitol Hill to your schools, Texas, and all the breaking news. Hear it on Live Mike with Lee Lonsberry on KSL News Radio. Hey, welcome back to the program. I'm Lee Lonsberry. Episode 32 of Live Mike today. Grateful to you for tuning in. Let me tell you right now, interesting character in the impeachment proceedings, Zoe Lofgren. She, uh, the only uh, House manager to serve in that capacity in both the proceedings against uh, President Clinton. She served on the defense team. And today uh, she is a House manager, a prosecutor in the in the impeachment trial against Donald Trump. Fascinating uh, little place in history she will occupy uh, probably on her own. There may not be others who ever uh, can say that they participated as uh, uh, either a defense and house manager in an impeachment trial. Anyway, let's take a, how about a break from impeachment? Yeah? Uh, I told you earlier that I'm a, a big shot. I know I've only hosted now 32 shows, uh, but I it's gone to my head already. I'm a big shot, and it's changed the way I live my life, uh, and particularly the way I watch YouTube. You see, uh, you mere mortals, the way you watch YouTube is you click on, you watch the video, and if it's interesting, maybe uh, you'll watch another one by the same content creator, or there's a suggestion, you click onto that, but you uh, you stay there clicking and clacking uh, in, in YouTube world. Well, uh, big shots like me, we experience YouTube differently. You see, when I see something interesting on YouTube, I make a phone call over to producer Amy. I say, hey, uh, producer Amy, I want to talk to that person. I'd like to speak myself to that person in this YouTube video. And that's exactly what I did uh, for this next segment. Andy Nesbitt joins us on the line right now. He's a columnist uh, at For the Win. That's a USA Today product. And I am grateful to Andy for joining us. He uh, had himself a YouTube video, which you can find linked on my Facebook page right now, Lee Lonsberry, uh, he makes an assertion, and he tries to make the case for why we ought to be enjoying the Super Bowl, not on Sunday, uh, but on Saturday. Uh, Andy, how you doing? I'm good, Lee. It's nice to talk to a big shot such as yourself. Oh, well, you're welcome for the opportunity. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Tell me, uh, why ought we be having the Super Bowl on Saturday instead of Sunday? Why aren't we is the question, right? right? Why are we still in the year 2020 watching the Super Bowl on a school night when we could be enjoying it on a Saturday? You could have all the drinks you want. You could party. You could have fun. And then you wake up Sunday at 10 a.m. and you don't have to go to work. Why are we still doing this? What do you say to folks that it's a matter of tradition? Oh, screw tradition. Sorry for the language there. Tradition. I mean, the NFL plays football on Sundays, Mondays, Thursdays, and Saturdays. Where's the tradition? There is no tradition. Tradition is dead. Yeah, well, in, in the, 
<laughs> in that uh, in that CTE documentary, the one big thing was uh, how do you go up against uh, a sport that owns a day of the week? They own Sunday. Football is Sunday. Yeah, sure. There's a Monday and Thursday and whatever, uh, but Sunday that's where that's when it happens. Yeah, uh, I think the league should do the right thing for for all football fans. Uh, I have friends that live. This all spawned. I have a friend that lives in Italy. He's in the army. He's a doctor in the army. And he has to get up on Mondays for work. And last year, he's a Patriots fan. The Patriots are in it. And he's like, I have to get up at 3 a.m. on a Monday morning to watch the Patriots and then go to work. And I started thinking about all the Americans that are overseas who like football and thinking about us. I was like, why don't we just push the game back to Saturday where so most of us have Sunday off? So it just, just seems to make too much sense. So it's, it's, it would you be know? the NFL's patriotic duty to move this to Saturday so our servicemen and women serving overseas could more conveniently uh, consume this fine product of football. Yes, this would be a chance for the NFL to actually show some support for the troops and do the right thing and move it back to Saturday. They wave a lot of flags at halftime. They ought to put their money where their mouth is, you're saying. Yes, thank you for understanding what I'm putting down. <laughs> Let me ask you this. The NFL is in the midst of uh, uh, renegotiating its collective bargaining agreement, the CBA. Uh, it is yeah. it is speculated by some. We're going to see 17 games. Uh, that... Uh, and let me just a little disclosure. I've got a few friends that uh, work for the NFL. I did a little bit of texting back and forth this morning. And uh, it is speculated that there's a chance that uh, the Super Bowl could be moved to the Sunday before President's Day. Uh, that's a day many of us have off. Uh, what would you say to Super Bowl being played on uh, the Sunday before President's Day? Listen, Saturday, Super Bowl Saturday is the hill that I'll die on. Since the day I was born, I've been saying Super Bowl on Saturday. But... If it does push back to that day, and I don't know, do people really get President's Day off? I'm a journalist. We just work crazy hours, different days. So I was wondering that. that is in fact, I was wondering that very question. I wonder what percentage of American workers do actually get President's Day off. Uh, I, in fact, yeah. I, I'm, I'm new to this job. I don't know if I get it off. Well, I'll check with the bosses in HR later. Yeah, because I rarely hear people say, "Hey, what are you doing for President's Day weekend?" <laughs> you know, <laughs> I haven't heard that. But if people do, in fact. Get and call in if you get President's Day off. We'll be taking your calls. Uh, call in. I mean, if people do get President's Day off, then yeah, push it to that Sunday. But uh, for now, right now, I mean, we live in a world of convenience, right? We got uh, Uber Eats. We can get. We got Uber. We got Netflix. We got Amazon Prime. Why are we being inconvenienced by still having a Super Bowl at Sunday night at six thirty at night Eastern time? Yeah, makes sense to me. I'd I'd stay up later. And it's tough for folks in different time zones. You can get it, uh, you know, if you're in the right time zone. It starts uh, early enough in the day. But if you're in the wrong time zone, uh, it's sometimes 1130, midnight, 1 a.m. before you're going to bed. Right. And if you're, you know, you're having a Super Bowl party like most people do, and you're throwing down some some chips and some burgers and some food and you're having drinks, you don't want to be thinking in the back of your head like, oh, man, the alarm's going off tomorrow at 6 a.m. I got to go back to that job I don't like. But that puts a a little damper on your, your festivities for that night. So why do we do that to ourselves? Yeah, why don't enough. we just push it to Saturday where you have no fears? You can just go full throttle. Uh, how are the organizational efforts in this movement of yours uh, going? Do you have uh, you have rallies planned? Uh, do you have T-shirts and banners to wave quite yet? Uh, it's not going great, to be honest with you. Um, <laughs> but I'm trying. I will not relent on this case. Some people were trying to tell me that TV ratings wouldn't be good on a Saturday night, that people go to the movies on Saturday night. And to those people, I say, get out of here. Who's, who's going to skip the Super Bowl to go to the movies? 
I, so, 2020. Th- th- that's an interesting question. In, in some of my text messages back and forth this morning with uh, with my unnamed source at the NFL, uh, they said exactly that, that TV ratings are, are so strong on uh, on Sunday, how could we possibly think uh, of changing the day? Uh, but you say, come on, folks, the, the, the yeah. ratings are high because it's the Super Bowl. Folks are going to go when and where the game is played. Have some confidence in your product, NFL. Uh-huh. You can do it on Saturday. Just believe in yourself. Very good. You can do it. Uh, Andy Nesbitt, columnist with uh, for the win, for the win. Promote yourself a little bit. Where can folks get more from you? You can find me on Twitter, a Nesbitt, a n e z b i t t. Instagram, Andy Nesbitt, and uh, go to forthewind.com. dot USA Today at Sam. I'm out here at Miami at Super Bowl Fifty Four. About to go talk to the San Francisco Forty ers Cool. Very good. Uh, grateful to you, Andy. Maybe we'll uh, touch base with you closer to Super Bowl time. Thanks, Lee. Uh, again, nice talking to a big shop. Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome for the opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> you take it easy. Uh, listen, you folks, th- thanks for hanging out with us. If you have any thoughts on this, you know, Utah is a unique place. Uh, we treat Sundays a little bit differently. Uh, there's, a, there's a faith here that predominates, and there are folks that have certain attitudes and uh, practices on how they observe uh, the Sabbath day, Sunday. Do you watch the Super Bowl? Uh, does it conform with your faith? Are you able to, to enjoy it? Or what would you think about a, a Saturday Super Bowl? 57500 is the Utah Community Credit Union text line you can send me a note there or uh, we have also put a poll up on the ksl news radio facebook page uh, i'd love to have you weigh in right there i'll tell you what i checked the results of that there are a few hundred folks who have weighed in so far and i'm i'm blown away i thought the folks would be all about a saturday super bowl uh it's it's pretty much near split 50 50 uh right down the middle uh fascinating so you can weigh in there at the ksl news radio facebook page or send me a text at 575 Zero zero, the Utah Community Credit Union text line. Listen, we're going to talk about uh, impeachment one more segment. That's next, but uh, we're going to do it from a different angle. You've heard about the chocolate milk. You've heard about the fireplaces. You've heard about the little cards being passed back and forth. I'm going to give you the details on all of that next here on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.